What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. S, and this is the Mental Hot Podcast. We are back again for another episode. And this episode is all about social conditioning. Are we free? Social conditioning. Are we free? And I really want to talk to you guys about the idea of conditioning in this episode. Remember, Mental Hop is all about mental health education through hip hop culture. And it's definitely important that we talk about this issue of conditioning in our current society. And it definitely is connected to our mental health, our wellness. It's also connected to hip hop culture as well in terms of some of the new artists that are out now and just hip hop overall and its influence on our behavior as well. So let's get right into it. So what does social conditioning mean? Well, social conditioning is a psychosociological process of training individuals in a society or training people in society to respond in a manner generally approved by the society in general and peer groups within that society. The bottom line is social conditioning. And if you think about conditioning without the social aspect of it, conditioning has always been sort of a, a way to train people. Initially, it was a way to train animals. And if you think about it in the psychological world, conditioning is a psychological approach that we get animals um, when we're doing research. We can sort of look at their behavior and how we can get them to do the things we want them to do. We can condition animals. In this case, we can condition people to do the things we want them to do. So let's look at the definition of conditioning, because this is really what it's about. The process of training or accustoming a person or animal to behave in a certain way or to accept certain circumstances. Another way of looking at it is conditioning is a behavioral process whereby a response becomes more frequent or more predictable in the given environment as a result of reinforcement with reinforcement typically being a stimulus or reward for a desired response. They are based on an assumption that human behavior is learned. So conditioning is all about human behavior. Human behavior is directly connected to our mental health. So the episode is called Social Conditioning. Are we free? And I wanted to question mark there, question because we live in a free society, don't we? Right? Don't we have freedom to choose? We have the freedom to, to choose. And we have the freedom to make our own choices, don't we? And if, it's, if this is truly the case, that we are living in the land of the free... Why do we choose to behave a certain way? Why would we choose to be hurt, behave in a certain way? If we are truly free, why would we choose to behave in a certain way? Why would we make certain choices if we have free will to choose, make better choices? Why would we? choose to behave in certain ways. So we so 
if you go into any like bookstore, you go into Barnes and Noble or you go online, every, everybody's talking about happiness. So if you go into Barnes and Noble, for example, you will see so many books on happiness, mindfulness, um, positive psychology, positive self-talk. And if this is the case, then wouldn't most people choose to be happy? Like if we can, if, if we are free to choose, wouldn't we choose happiness? That would be our choice. And we can even look in, and it goes deeper. And then we can get real deep if we want. Um, we can look at certain communities. And if it was all about a choice in those communities, and we, in those, the people that live in certain communities, the label of disenfranchised communities, and I'm going to use those for example, or urban communities, communities in which circumstances exist that people are free to break free from so they say so the powers that be say people have free will and if people have free will what would make a person choose to stay in certain situations so this is the power of conditioning. So who's who's pulling the strings strings in terms of conditioning? So who creates the conditions and who is responsible for the reinforcements that keep us behaving in a certain way? And this is all just something to think about when we're talking about social conditioning. So to me, it's really about, are we being, are we really being caged in and we don't even realize it? And if you look at the photo for this particular episode, it shows a brain being free, flying away out of the cage. And I've seen so many photos in my research. And I love that the, the photo of the bird in the cage with the doors, with the door that's open, the cage, the door of the um, cage is open, but the bird is not flying out. And the caption says, freedom is a state of mind. Freedom is a state of mind. So I was talking to my graduate students yesterday and we were talking about conditioning. We were having this, this discussion and um, I teach at King University in Union, New Jersey, a social work class, a social work practice. And I asked my students about conditioning and I asked them because as it relates to human behavior, so it was relevant. And I asked the question, are we truly free? So, for example, if a person wanted to just work at Target and they wanted to, you know, live a very minimalist life, could they do it? And some of my students said yes. Some of my, some of my students said no. 
So see, let's see how conditioning works. Now you are free to choose and make the decisions you want. But what comes with those decisions are the consequences. So I can choose to work at Target and I can make like 12, 13, 14 dollars an hour and I can just live my life and I can be content with that. I can be happy with that. But conditioning through the conditions in which I live, will that allow me to really have that lifestyle? So I'm, I'm in New Jersey. So could I actually be able to survive and live doing what I want? And the response a lot of times was, no, you can't. You would not be able to survive. So in that case, I've been placed in conditions in which I'm not really free to make the choices I want to make because the conditions that exist around me don't allow me to do that. And this goes deeper because then we get into nature versus nurture and we did that as well. I'm not going to get too much into that in this episode, but that is extremely, um, it's extremely deep as well. And it's connected to this also. So my question to you in the next segment when we come back is, are you truly free? And if your answer is yes, why do we make some of the choices that we make? Why do people have to live in certain circumstances? Why have some inner cities, some areas, why have they been the same for generations and generations and generations? And who's pulling the strings on these conditions? Who sets the condition? And who sets and, and who determines the reinforcers? This is the Mental Hop Podcast. This is Dr. S. We're coming right back. So this is Doc S, the Mental Hot Podcast, mental health education through hip hop culture. In this episode, we're talking about social conditioning. Are we free? And it's a question. Are we free? We live in a, the 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 uh, the land of the free, so to speak. So I in the last segment, I just kind of gave an intro, and I want to talk a little bit more about that because I I really want this episode to provoke thought. I want it to be an episode in which you listen to it and then you start to sort of question your own intentions and you start to question your own decisions and you start to ask and and you start to sort of do some exploration for yourself. So let me ask you this. Have we been conditioned to behave in certain ways without even realizing it. And let's look at the easy one, which is technology. Technology to me in social media and a lot of the social media platforms 
are conditioning us and they've done it in a powerful way and it's been brilliant the way they've done it. And if you ever try to fight the conditioning, ask yourself what happens and I'll give you an example. So throughout this month, you know, and even last month, and this is only May, so last month really, um, Instagram went down. And you want to talk about the power of conditioning. So when people were logging on, they were not able to refresh their posts. They weren't able to post things and just sort of reflect on where you were at when this happened and how you started to respond when Instagram was down. And for some people, maybe you had no response at all. Maybe it didn't bother you at all. But for a large number of people out there, ask yourself, how did you respond when Instagram went down? And I, I believe Facebook too, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I believe Twitter was the only one that was still live and active. And just talking to people, the responses were crazy. It was like people didn't know what to do with themselves. And Instagram loved it. I guarantee you they loved it. Because we've been conditioned to rely on it. And I read an article, something that I read talked about the level of unhappiness in our society, in this country, in America, but also, you know, I can't even say in the world, I'm talking about in this country. The level of unhappiness has increased in the writer talked about it being connected to addictions. And I think it has a lot to do with conditioning. We have been conditioned to exist and behave in certain ways when we don't even want to behave in that way. We may try to challenge ourselves and say, we're not gonna go online, we're not gonna post, we're not gonna log on, we're gonna delete this application. And inevitably we find ourselves back to it again. What's up with that? How can it be that powerful? How can it be that strong? And that's just one example. There's so many examples of social conditioning. Our educational system is the number one culprit and I use the word culprit for social conditioning. From a very young age, you will go to work as a Freudian slip. You will go to school from nine to five, essentially, seven to three, sometimes, 6.30 to 1.30, whatever the case may be, with a lunch period in between. You will go home, you have work to do once you leave school because there might be other things you're involved in or there was a time when we just played after school. And then you will wake up and you will do the same thing again. And essentially you will go to school for anywhere between 30 to 40 hours a week. And that's school, but that's that sounds very similar to work as an adult. Because we have trained you to sort of, we conditioned you, we conditioned your mind, we conditioned you mentally and physically to believe that you must wake up 
go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home. You're going to work five days. You're going to be off two. That's how we condition you from a very early age. So now it's ingrained in your psyche. So then when you become an adult, the first thing you want to do when you graduate from high school, a lot of times is you want to get right back into school to keep those conditions going or you want to get a job right away. And your job in most cases will mirror everything that you've done from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. For 12 years, in a lot of cases, we've been conditioning our young people. And in my profession as a clinical social worker, we give diagnosis for behaviors. And one of the diagnoses that comes up quite frequently in my line of work, working with young people, is oppositional defiant disorder, ODD, oppositional defiant disorder. Diagnosis code F913 for all my clinicians out there. And if you think about it, when kids get labeled oppositional defiant disorder, what are they doing? They are challenging the system or challenging conditioning. They are not falling in line. And because they're not falling in line, we label them with something negative. And if you're labeled with something negative, then you're more, more um, likely to then fall in line. Don't write off your defiant kids. I posted something on Instagram um, this week about the troublemakers. Troublemakers will change the world. Your defiant kids know something that we don't know. And I love them. I love them. I do not see their defiance as necessarily always negative. I see their defiance sometimes as a way of communicating that the rules, expectations, and what you call norm are stupid. And I don't want to follow them. And maybe it's not my behavior that needs to be changed. Maybe it's the rules that need to be changed. And a lot of times rules are made to be broken. We put rules in place a lot of times to get you to conform. Conditioning and conformity go hand in hand. Don't get out of line. That's a statement that's made when you're talking to people um, often who are defiant. Don't get out of line. Don't find yourself out of line. as a way to keep keep you under that umbrella of conditioning. Stay in line. And it's so sort of embedded in our day-to-day lives that there's a level of weight that's carried by the conditions that exist. And as a result of that, people are very unhappy because they want to be free. 
They want to live the lives they want to live. And when somebody does try to live their lives, what they're also often judged and criticized and condemned for doing so. You don't believe it? Go tell a lot of people that you that you know that you're about to start a business and become an entrepreneur and walk away from your nine to five. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five if that's your choice. There's everything wrong with the nine to five if in within you you want to start a business. But you've been conditioned to believe that walking away from your nine to five has you out of line and all of a sudden you will be judged, condemned, criticized, doubted, hated for doing it. So as a result, you stifle your own individual dreams and you stick it out because you've been conditioned to stick it out. You have not been conditioned to be a troublemaker. You've been conditioned to conform. And maybe that's a better title for this particular episode, but we're going to call it social conditioning. Are we free? This is the Mental Hot Podcast. We'll be right back. So this is the Mental Hot Podcast with Dr. S., in this particular episode, is called Social Conditioning, Are We Free? The first segment was just an intro. Second segment was all about just getting you to think a little bit more. And I'm going to wrap it up with this, uh, this segment right here. And this is, I think I'm going to do a part two. And I'm going to talk a little bit more. I did it in episodes previous, a previous episode early on. But I'm going to talk about social conditioning and conformity together. I don't know when I'll do that episode. Maybe it'll be next week or the next time. The next episode will be that. But I also want to always leave you with something to think about, something that you can sort of chew on. Resistance is the way that you can break conditioning. Defiance is a way that you can break conditioning. It's like when I tell my clients that you need to confront someone or confront something. Confrontation has this this negative connotation around it. Confrontation is something that should be avoided. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes you have to confront people and you have to confront things head on. And how you confront something is what truly matters, not the fact that you're actually confronting it. So are we free? Ask yourself the question, are you free? Am I free to behave, conduct myself and function the way I want to? Is free will, free will real? Does it really exist to have free will? Our criminal justice system, our jails, and and specifically how I relate to it in terms of our juvenile system, 
is all about conditioning. There have been some changes and some progress as it relates to rehabilitation, especially in our juvenile system. But if I lock you up and I increase the conditioning in that environment and then I release you, the whole point is that you're more likely to behave in a certain manner. And as a result of behaving in that way, you will come back. And you will keep the cycle continuing. The definition of conditioning. Training individuals in society to respond in a certain manner. We have been trained, whether we realize it or not. And this was sort of like the movement. This is... when There's a movement about... People being woke because the, the, the idea is that we've been sleeping for a period of time and we've been conditioned for a period of time and now people are waking up because conditioning sort of is similar to the idea that it's sort of we're just sheep. We're just sleep, sleeping sheep. We just go wherever we're told to go and do whatever we're told to do. And we're not really mindful and conscious of what's really happening. So we're, there's been an awakening, so to speak. And that's great. If the awakening is real. Because I think that, and this is for myself too. So these episodes are sort of, as I talk about it, it's sort of, it's therapeutic for me because it gets me thinking as well. And I hope it, it helps you think as well and provokes thought. So let's take back our power. So are we free? And if so, how do we sort of remove this ourselves from these conditions? And that's a whole nother episode about who has conditioned... Is there a group of people that have conditioned us? Is there systems in place that have conditioned us? And we could get really deep with it if we want. I'm going to just give you some tips and things that you could do. Become mindful of your automatic behaviors. Become mindful of things you do automatically. Because automatic behaviors are, are often a sign of conditioning. Every time I wake up, I look at my cell phone. Every time I wake up, I go on Instagram. Every time I wake up, I check my email. It's conditioning in most cases. And be careful. Conditioning is designed to make you think that you are choosing to do that behavior. Conditioning works like conditioning works like that. It, it's it's designed to make you think that you are making the choice to do these things. So you're like, no, I choose to do this. I do what I want. So just be be mindful of automatic behaviors. And you could you can make a log of them. Make a log of your automatic behaviors. Start with that. Take note of behaviors you may experience 
negative consequences for. Again, take note of the behaviors in which you may experience a negative consequence for. So the behaviors that you do in which the consequence you receive for doing those behaviors is negative. And then ask yourself, why do you keep doing them? And if you're a perfect example, if you're in a relationship and every time you yell, your partner gets upset, why would you keep yelling? Why don't you just stop yelling? Sometimes in a relationship, in certain relationships, the toxicity in the relationship has conditioned you to believe that the only way that you can communicate, the only thing that how you can function in that relationship is to yell. You don't believe me? There are people that can be in a place where there is no drama. There's a level of peace. And because it feels extremely uncomfortable, they create drama. They can be in a place where there is no fires and they will create a fire because being in a place without a fire is uncomfortable. So do you understand conditioning is like you begin to get comfortable in your conditions. And I talked about those communities in which A lot of my people are, are comfortable, have become comfortable in those conditions. And the powers that be have made it extremely difficult to remove themselves from those conditions. And the powers that be understand that it's not physically because it's not all physically because there are conditions in place and have barriers in place that make it hard for people to physically move out of those places. But the mental conditioning is extreme because you can move from a place physically and take the conditions mentally to the new location. So that means you will just behave in the same way in your new location. And that's powerful. So we're questioning that. Think about your behaviors in certain environments and with certain people. Perfect example, the police. Protect and serve. Not anymore. We have been conditioned. Black and brown people I'm talking to black and brown people, specifically our young men, have been conditioned to react and respond in a certain way when they're confronted by a police officer. And a lot of those conditions are fear, subserving behaviors, anxiety, starting to believe you did something wrong when you did nothing wrong. Hypervigilant, scared, afraid, conditioned to feel that way. And if we react in that way, then 
be careful. Because now we realize that our responses to those circumstances could be life or death. Bottom line. And then lastly, you have to resist the pull to behave in a certain way. You have to resist the pull to behave in a certain way. I love the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. I love the book in terms of its content, but I love the title. The title is Defiant. And when people see that book, you all only have two responses. This is nonsense. Does not exist. Not No one can work only four hours a week. That's because you've been conditioned to believe you must work 40 to 60 hours a week. Resist the pull to behave in a certain way. I used to watch the news and then like a couple years ago, I stopped watching it. Because I realized that conditioning was taking place everywhere. And not, not really in that level of consciousness at that time. But I realized everything I was seeing was all negative. And that's sort of how I was sort of questioning. What's up with the news? Like, you have an hour news show and you show 55 minutes of negative news. And you, and you show one story at the end when a lot of people have checked out of positive positivity. Are you kidding me? And then we want to know why people are walking around unhappy. Well, where's happiness coming from? Where do we find it? I know happiness begins from within. I tell people that all the time and it truly does. You will have to look within yourself to be happy and to be free. Because if you don't, the conditions will make you believe that there is no such thing as happiness. And happiness exists. But it has to come from you. I read a great quote that said, Rising above bad social conditioning is complicated. It's a matter of retraining yourself to habitually think and behave in new ways. Retraining yourself. So remember I talked about conditioning. The origins of conditioning are about training behaviors. Training people, training animals to behave in a certain kind of way. To rise above social conditioning or bad social conditioning, we have to retrain ourselves. A lot of people did not like what Kanye was talking about. But there were parts and aspects of what he was saying that were misguided. 
they weren't clear. But there's some things to think about as well. Are we free? So he was big on this free thinking. And I, and I, and I know where he was going with it. And sometimes that's just a matter of saying certain things um, that are harsh and saying certain things that are, um, you don't have really the evidence to back it up. That could have been said in a different way. It might have been received differently, but it's just your perspective. I don't, I didn't find Kanye to be the voice of me. I didn't find him to be the person that is the narrator of my perspective. So I didn't get up in arms about what he said because I don't put a lot of, I just don't put a lot of stock in other people's opinions. I can listen to it, but in terms of stock, in terms of really saying, you know, his way is, is all knowing or all being. I just, I didn't see it that way. But I, there's some understanding that there's probably a lot of room for dialogue about free thinking and are we free in so many aspects. So I just wanted to give you guys something to think about and encourage you guys to um, be the troublemakers, so to speak. Be a troublemaker for yourself. You want The oxymoron is... We have to fight for peace. You have to fight for peace. And I think you have to fight for your peace and you have to fight for your freedom. So I got cut off there, but fight for your peace Fight for your freedom. Resist. Don't be afraid to do new things. Step out of your comfort zone. Resist the pull to behave in a certain way. This is the Mental Hot Podcast with Dr. S. Dr. Randolph Skyers. I'm a doctor of social work, a licensed clinical social worker. I'm the creator, owner of Mental Hot, the Mental Hot platform, which includes Mental Hop Podcast, Mental Hop Symposiums, which are mental health education workshops through hip hop culture for our young people. I go into schools and I educate kids about mental health, wellness. I talk to them about being free. I talk to them about being happy, being in control. I don't want to use the word control, being able to manage their emotions, emotional intelligence, empathy, seeing things from various perspectives and just growing and being allowed to grow and being allowed to fail and being allowed to succeed and learning from our mistakes and a whole gamut of other other things related to mental health in terms of depression, anxiety, PTSD, trauma, complex trauma, suicide prevention, bipolar one, bipolar two disorders, anger management, conflict resolution, um, teen dating violence, wealth and wellness. This is a few of the symposiums that I do with our young people. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, I may not have the most um, cleanest in terms of um, how it's supposed to go as a podcast, but it's cool. I mean, in terms of the flow, 
but I hope you rock with me and I appreciate you and um, make sure you support Silence to Shame. I had a great opportunity to be part of a mental health conversation this week um, with some great people. And um, it was just it was just an awesome opportunity to talk and and dialogue about mental health. And silence to shame. You should follow them for sure. And this is the Mental Hot Podcast. Keep supporting. My IG is doc, D-O-C dot underscore S. Or you can follow me at Mental Hot. This is Dr. S. Catch you next time. Peace.